naturally Granny Keto, welcoming you to my podcast, Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. On my website, grannyketo.com, I have a page called Granny's Table with all my favorite keto recipes. I hope this podcast makes you feel that you are sitting at Granny Keto's table just chewing the fat. Discussing this and that, sometimes the science of keto, sometimes chatting with guests, sometimes just talking about the week's adventures, grandkids, how a recipe turned out, or challenges and victories, keto and otherwise. But always friendly and casual, and welcoming you into my home. Pull up a chair and sit a while. This is Miriam Hatoum welcoming you to another episode of Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. Today's guests are Daniel Coonerty and Erica Burke coming to us from Australia. If you have been in the keto community for a while, you might be familiar with their fabulous website, Have Butter Will Travel, where they share their passion for low-carb eating and travel. Not only can you find their most delicious recipes there, but they have many features to their site. One is Keto on Travel, where they talk about doing keto on road trips, planes, cruises, and just eating out. They also have a feature called Your Time In, where they explore many places they have traveled from Hong Kong to San Francisco, to name just a couple. I also love their Keto Life section, where they have even given recipes for their two keto kitties who are rescues. Their scout looks just like my Vinny, also a rescue, so I'm right at home with them. So welcome, Erica and Dan. Hi. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you, eventually I'm just going to say talk, but I'll get you started. <laughs> so listen, what brought you to keto and what have been some of your weight loss adventures and successes? And just tell us a little bit about yourselves. And then we'll talk about the website that I just, I just love your website, but let's talk about yourselves for a bit. <laughs> well, um, I guess for me, this is Erica speaking. Um, Weight has always been a challenge for me my whole life. And I was on diets from a very young age because um, my mother also had issues with her own um, body image, which um, I guess were kind of transferred over to me. And, um, yeah, I've just always been overweight, always been looking for that, you know, quick, magic pill. Not quick fix, but. <laughs> that's going to fix everything. And guess what? I mean, I don't know if it's out there, <laughs> but keto is pretty good. <laughs> right. So but, you've, you've um, tried a lot of other things and then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I've tried, you know, Weight Watchers, shakes, all the usual things multiple times, never been able to keep much weight off. Like I've been able to lose a bit of weight initially, but then it creeps back on plus you know, plus a little bit extra. Yeah, the same old story that you hear from a lot of people, you lose a bit and then you gain it all back plus a bit. And so you're always kind of moving backwards. You move forward and then backwards again. Yeah, and we had um, tried, <clears throat> excuse me, we had tried like paleo, kind Sugar of low free. carb, that type of thing, I guess. In um, But, again, we'd not had that 
um, great success with sticking to it, I guess. Um, and then we kind of had a bit of a, I mean, and for Dan, you didn't necessarily have not my whole, yeah. Whole so life. not my whole life. I was very sporty when I was a kid. I played um, soccer and lots of sport throughout my kind of childhood. And then puberty hit, and I wasn't ready. And I just <laughs> kind of kept eating the way that I ate when I played sport and I still played sport but my body couldn't lift the uh, or handle the food I was putting in anymore and weight just gradually stacked on after I hit about 15 um, and by the time Erica and I met I was at probably my heaviest at that point. Yeah and then we had what maybe 10 years together before? We- 10 years of <laughs> Dieting on and off. Numerous diets. Before, Every Monday was a new diet. Yeah, before keto Yeah, and then, stuck. I don't know, we, we've spoken about this before, but we did a big trip in Europe and, like, we were both very overweight and we really struggled with everything, particularly me because I was a lot heavier than Dan, but just, like, walking around on the cobblestone streets and, um, you know, the heat and just, like, getting into plane seats and all of that stuff was just so hard Um, and we just really felt it on that trip and we kind of came home and knew that we had to make a change, right? Yeah, and because we love travelling and that we'll probably get into that a little bit more, but um, we didn't want that to stop or be limited because of our weight anymore. Um, so that was there was a trigger on that trip that just flicked a switch in us that something had to happen and it kind of had to yeah. stick. So then Dan came home from work and I'm like, we're starting keto. I say Monday. Dan says we started. It on was a definitely it was definitely a Sunday. <laughs> we start the diet. <laughs> I think I've heard you bicker about this <laughs> the Sunday and Monday thing so, before. <laughs> I'm very lucky that Dan just always goes along with whatever I whatever crazy harebrained scheme I suggest. And yeah, we just we've never looked back really. Within a couple of weeks, I mean, obviously we had lost a bit of weight. But it was more just about how awesome we were feeling in ourselves. Um, and particularly for me, I noticed straight away the joint, the improvement in my joint pain. Um, and I didn't realise how much I was struggling before until it was gone. Um, and, it, and obviously it wasn't just from carrying the weight, it was the inflammation from the food I was eating. So it was like, when we started just feeling better emotionally, mentally, just more energy, all of those things combined with the weight loss, I think that's why keto kind of worked for us. So how did you, I mean, were you researching a lot of diets and then you just crossed them out until you got to keto or did somebody tell you about keto or did you read a book? I mean, what, I understand you just got, you know, Dan got home and you said, we're starting keto. (laughs) So that explains why Dan's on keto. But <laughs> <laughs> but what got you, Erica? What, yeah, where did you discover it? Probably from... Um, Diet Doctor. Yeah. So I got to Diet Doctor, but I think I got to that from Gary Taub's book. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can't think of what it's called. Something about calories get, matter. Oh, okay, there's good... Good calories, bad calories. Good calories, calories. bad calories. My life, yeah, my, li- yeah, my life changed on why yeah. we get fat and what to do about it. So- yeah, and it was just like, wait a second, this isn't my fault. Like I'm not, you know, a lazy glutton that's just sitting around. Maybe there's 
something wrong with me and it's the food, you're not wrong with me, but it's the food I'm eating. Like, and my doctor's just saying, oh, you know, eat more, uh, eat less, exercise, exercise more. more, everything in moderation. Well, that doesn't work for me. Clearly, I was 150 kilos. So, um, well, if yeah. I, if I could share something with you, I'm interviewing you. So it's not, I'm not <laughs> supposed to be talking about myself, but <laughs> I have to tell you that that was exactly, and I remember it was chapter nine and I'm listening to the CD. I have an hour and a half commute to work in the morning and I'm listening to it and I'm stuck in traffic and, and I listened to it and exactly that point that it's the food, it's not you. And I pulled over and I re, re you don't rewind a CD, mm. but you know what I'm talking about. And I listened again and I started crying and I said, oh, my yeah. God, all these years. I mean, I was I'm 67 now. I was 65 when I started this and I started dieting when I was 13 years old. So we're talking a lot of years of diets and it's always my fault. And it, I, mm -hmm. I heard that and it was like. Oh my God, I'm not to blame. I'm not stupid. I'm not lazy. I'm not yeah. whatever. And I got to work yeah. and I turned on the computer and I looked up keto. And maybe I was the diet doctor too, I think. And that, <laughs> that was it. I threw out whatever I had for lunch. I threw out anything that was pasta and bread and everything. And I came home and cooked a keto dinner. And that was wow. it. So I share, I'm only interrupting yeah. about my own story to no, say I this know. is the way a lot of people just do it. Some people do a lot of research and some people yeah. just, some people just have to hear the one thing and there's a switch that's pulled on that. Yeah. We kind of dived into diet doctor and we joined up to their subscription and like binge watched all the videos from, you know, all the experts. So that really helped us at the beginning. And very early on, we found the two keto dudes podcast as yeah. well, really early on, it like maybe in the first started, month right? and, they, they had just started as well and we just found immersing ourselves once we'd started immersing ourselves in in it really kind of helped drive it home I guess and I'll just have to add as well Gary Taub is going to low carb Denver and no, we're going and you're going and oh have Dan have to restrain oh me from God. running up to give him a hug. <laughs> I think Are you that... going to take your book to get it signed? <laughs> I got to tell you, in, in football, in American football, there's something called a pig pile where, I guess the pig, because the football is made out of pig skin, and, okay. and you know, the runner has it, and then he's tackled, and everybody is on top of him. I think Gary Taubes is going to be at the bottom of a pig pile. <laughs> in Denver so I don't think you have anything to be shy about I think you're going to be one of me I think I think the lives that were turned around by his writing are probably if you if you were in one of those conferences and you had had a raise of hands mm. I bet you so many and, lives were turned yeah. around by that so that's what so when's the conference this year it's in March oh so love right around the, wow yeah. around the corner that is right so, around the corner. That is so exciting. So this is a good segue because part, I mean, I want to get into your recipes, but part of your Have Butter Will Travel is like right in the title. So what, go, I, obviously you guys love traveling and you do a lot of it, but what what started that website? Like I always get like, what made you think of Granny Keto? What made you think of Have Butter Will Travel and you knew it was right and you jumped right in and you did it? How did, how did it strike you to have that name and start that website? 
The name itself kind of came, Erica just came up with it before the blog even started. She mm. wanted a keto kind of branded Instagram name, not just her own. So she had her own. I had like a weight loss Instagram so rather she, than my personal. That's right. So yeah. she wanted to come up with a name and she just kind of yeah. came up with it. And then when we talked about doing something more around blogging and that kind of thing. She said, what do you think about the Have Butter Will Travel? And I said, I think it really works for us. We didn't want to put keto in the name because yeah. it felt a little restricted in case things changed. Um, so it felt and also like that's not we're not only about that either. That's so right, yeah. And we do love butter. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't like butter? I mean... I, unthinkable. I think here at the, here at Thanksgiving they sell butter that's been molded into turkeys, and at Christmas they have butter. <laughs> they have butter that's been molded into um, Christmas trees, and at Easter they sell butter that's been molded into chicks and bunnies. I mean, butter is just it graces your table like you're an artist or something. So totally with you on the butter. So I didn't realize that. So you started Instagram and then a blog and then the website or did you sort of just um, launch everything together? Like what was the progression of? Yeah, so I just had the Instagram just for myself to share. And like it's, I love Instagram for like keto inspiration for other people, you know, your meals and also seeing, you know, people's Products amazing, and things yeah, as well. Yeah, products and stuff as well. So that's kind of why I started that, um, yeah, just to share about what I was doing and learn from other people and then, we decided that we wanted to start a blog because, um, like, people, I guess our f family and friends were kind of like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you look great and you seem to be eating a lot of delicious food. <laughs> that doesn't add up. <laughs> right, and I know now you have your YouTube channel and a Facebook page. I mean, you guys have really launched into, you know, quite a thing sharing all your stuff with everyone. The YouTube was a big step because yes, we're, we're kind of – a bit more quiet we're not kind of throw ourselves out there kind of mm -hmm. people and to talk to the camera that was like a massive change but it's an it's a forum where a lot of people are heading they want video mm -hmm. they a lot of people aren't reading not that that not reading blogs they they watch videos right they don't even watch tv now they and watch we youtube found, i guess from facebook when we did facebook lives that we would have so much interaction with people so we're kind of like okay people seem to be responding better to video so if we want to you know share what we're doing maybe we should look at that and yeah that was totally it was so scary it was scary but we've really gotten a, we've improved a lot like we've gotten a lot more comfortable in front of the camera now mm. whereas at the start we didn't even like looking at ourselves kind of <laughs> so so the youtube channel is have butter will travel also correct yeah, so correct. i want to yeah. tell my listeners have you reached your 500 followers on that i know that you had a we've got uh, that we're we're aiming for a thousand oh congratulations <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast immediately <laughs> When I mean, finish listening to the podcast, then, <laughs> then immediately go to YouTube and subscribe to Have Butter Will Travel. I mean, it, it's appreciated. It. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. I I don't know that YouTube gives out prizes, but when you hit a thousand, I think you should wear little tiaras in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anne would be great in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to I actually have a pile of them. Cause I have <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, we're coming to Boston in July, so you can put tiaras on my head then. Yes, yes. So what you're talking about is this keto fest that the two that the keto dudes put on. And Daisy Brackenhall of the uh, Keto Woman podcast, she brings a lot of people together. Um, she brought us together just because it was a shared forum. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even be talking mm-hmm. to you two. Exactly. And that's in July in... Um, in New London, in Connecticut. New London. Yeah. And I actually have to tell you, I, it might not turn out to be sadly, but I had reservations and I canceled them because we have an offer in on a house and the, the, mm. the, um, it's been accepted, but it's what's called a short sale, which is prior to a foreclosure. So the bank has to decide if they give it to us or not. And then we said April 1st is the deadline because if they're going to say no, we don't want to miss the spring market. And then the sellers have children in school. So we gave them, usually you, you get your okay and you schedule your closing, but we gave mm-hmm. them 45 days so that the daughter could get out of school. So mm-hmm. it might hit that the keto fest might be like exactly while while I'm hiring moving trucks. So Mm. (laughs) we're staying in Boston beforehand, so we'll definitely have to catch up. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Whether you're moving or not, we're coming. All right, all right. Well, we we will talk off air then because regardless, I mean, either maybe you'll visit me in this house or you'll visit me in my new house. But I hope to get to the Keto Fest. So that's wonderful. What other things do you have lined up for this year with travel? We've got a massive European trip booked. Um, so first of all, we're going to Denver. So we're going to Low Carb Denver. quick trip. We're only gone for 10 days or something and we're only. coming back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a long way from Australia. So that's, that's a quick trip to the US that's for true. us. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing the conference in Denver and then we're coming back through San Francisco Picking up our marriage certificate because we got married in San Francisco, but we haven't got our marriage certificate, so we're picking that up. Um, and then in um, June and July, we've got a really big European trip book. It's Dan's 40th birthday. Nice. Yeah. We also go to the Women's Soccer, Soccer World, World Cup. Cup in France. Congratulations. That's wow. <laughs> lots of um, kind of bits and pieces involved in that trip, but we're coming back via Boston Keto Fest and, and home. we're very lucky in Australia because after we've worked for a company for 10 years, we get what's called long service leave. So on top of our normal four weeks leave that we get every year, we get an extra eight weeks leave. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh so we've got our long service leave and we're using it. <laughs> Granny Keto just packed her bags and moved to Australia. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you've got to fight tooth and nail to find a job that will give you two weeks paid, and most don't. Unbelievable. Yeah, we're, very lucky. we're very lucky in Australia that we have that. Um, and I didn't realize other people didn't no. have it. We were talking to our friends in the UK about it. They're just like, what? What do you mean long service leave? I'm like, yeah, you know, 10 years, and then every five years afterwards you keep getting some as well. <laughs> But this is only if you're with the same employer? Okay, so it's not like a a national program that follows you where you work. 
No, no, no. It's got to be the same job. But All it's right. legislation, so you have to get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I wanted to talk to you, and I still will, about your recipes and all, but because you're taking this long trip, I want to jump immediately to your When in Rome post. Okay. <laughs> and it sounds as though my family, we took a trip to Italy this summer and it sounds a lot of, a lot like how we handled it, but I want them to talk about their when in Rome concept. I think it's beautiful. Starting <laughs> with, starting with as devoted as you are to keto, you can't yeah. imagine your whole life, you know, not eating hand, handmade pasta in Italy or, you know, yeah. or something like, I mean, maybe, maybe not pasta, but to to partake experience the, the experience yeah. perfect yeah. the word is experience and even just having the whole i guess for for me personally coming from a um background of food restriction if i started keto with well i can never eat any of these things ever again in my life uh-huh. well that would be like nosedive into you know donuts or something wouldn't it so i guess having this kind of philosophy as we call it helps us you know maintain this as a lifestyle for the rest of our life not just a quick fix lose 10 kilos or whatever so yeah and i guess traveling is such a massive part of our life it's like probably our favorite thing to do and we but food <laughs> was also a massive part of our travel yeah mm-hmm. so we would often organize a food tour when we arrived in a place and experience it and then we might end up going back to that those food places a few times so food was definitely an integral part yeah, of our so travel we were kind of worried about how like oh we didn't want to be miserable when we're traveling like we're in italy and we see a gelato shop but we can't have that because we're keto so it kind of i was I guess worried about it having a negative impact on our travels so we kind of came up with, you know, and it, it, perhaps it, it, some people it doesn't work for because they need to be 100% keto all the time. But for us it works. And, you know, if there's something that we really want to have, we're in Florence and we did it. We had like a, you know, pistachio gelato, just really enjoy it. And then the next meal we just go back to, you know, eating keto-friendly food. And there are actually great options in Europe, even though it seems like it's all pizza and pasta or whatever like you can get great meats and cheeses and you know there's delicious keto food as well (laughs) when when we took our trip i posted a lot of a lot of pictures some on instagram some on my website and there was no problem i think i ate carpaccio which is the the raw beef that's very very thin i ate carpaccio all the time and the steaks and it's just it can you can do it if you want to do it but if you also Mm -hmm. want to enjoy that gelato my big thing there's a special gelato place in florence that we love um i are you familiar with like the Ponte Vecchio and then there's a bridge north yes. of it and another mm-hmm. bridge? So here's the Ponte Vecchio and then going down that way is another bridge and on that corner is a gelato place. And yeah. that's all I wanted to do is to go to that store and have gelato. And I was just, and I had somebody say to me, well, with your, if your whole trip to Italy is about gelato, then there's something wrong with your trip. But I didn't think of it as an experience. It wasn't just, oh, I want to eat the food. No, that it was like the you issue. were strolling along the river and it was the sun was shining and you were with your family. Like it's a whole thing. It's not just 
Exactly. Gorging gelato. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So when you did when you did something like this, did you did you really seek out keto places and did you really seek out only keto items? Like how loose were you that you found you gave yourself enough rope so you didn't feel strangled, but not enough rope that you actually hung yourself and gained 50 pounds. I mean, how, yeah. how did you handle your yeah, eating? Yeah, so that's, that's the fine line, isn't it? And that's, I guess, everyone will have to work out for themselves how to work that. Um, and I guess we are kind of worried with our big trip coming up, how we're going to manage that because we're going to a lot of different places and there'll be, you know, things that we, I'm sure there's something in Boston that we would want to try that might not be keto. <laughs> right. But, um, the, the thing with this bigger trip too is it's a lot longer. So um, we feel like for this big trip we need to probably put some more restriction on than we normally yeah. would. So normally we would travel for one to two weeks and we would sometimes look at the keto options that they had, like we've been looking at Denver and do they have specific keto places. Yeah. Um, and then at other times you end up at a pub or somewhere that, you know, you can pretty much eat keto in a lot of restaurants anyway. Yeah. Um, but the- So I guess it's kind of every time for me I have to make the decision, is that really worth it though? Like Exactly. So how- I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm in Italy and I want to have pizza, but I don't want to have pizza every day and I don't want to have pizza just from that place on the corner. Maybe I want to research and go to the best pizza place, have one pizza, that's it, or one piece of pizza or whatever, and I'm done. Exactly. So, and we yeah. took we took a no, we, it is hard, but you need to work it out. For yeah, yourself. no, we took a cooking class in Tuscany, and we rolled our own pasta and made our own pasta. That pasta I'm going to eat, even though I'm still in Florence at a restaurant. I'm not going to order that pasta. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, exactly. it's it's not that yeah. I said it's not that I said I'm going to eat pasta or I'm not going to eat pasta. It is what's this pasta we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's right. <laughs> quality is a big um, driving factor as well. Like if we are making the decision to eat a croissant in Paris, like Erica said, we're going to pick the best croissant. We will research that croissant down to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) My my daughter did that with a pizza place, I think in Bologna. And she said, mom, this has the best pizza in like all of wherever, whatever region it's in. (laughs) She says, you have to, you know, so that's pizza. That's not just ordering pizza because it's late. It's 11 o'clock. Because you've walked around all day and you're hungry and you've got to eat something. Yeah, It's that kind of decision process, I I think. Yeah, and maybe even the forethought around it rather than making a snap decision on the spot because – Snap decisions on the spot. I'm not that great with. <laughs> so, are you are you staying with friends, staying in hotels, doing Airbnbs, camping? I mean, how are you around? Mainly, you Air, yeah, mainly Airbnbs because we do like perhaps you know just having our own cooking. Not that we not want cooking, to be cooking, but, but like, fridge, having a fridge, yeah, um, and having a kettle and being able to have a cup of tea. Um, we're Australian, so tea is a big thing for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you know, you can go, like, we want to be able to, ch- we love going to supermarkets when we're away as well. That sounds ridiculous to most people, probably, but I'm so excited for like a French supermarket and getting meats and cheeses and stocking up my fridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were we were in an Airbnb in uh, Florence, and there was a supermarket like across the way, and it was like, whoa, look at all this stuff, and you know, 20, 27 types of Nutella or something. 
something like that. I don't, you know, <laughs> so I know that. So anyway, it sounds so exciting, and I'm looking for you. I'm not letting you off the hook. If I have to pick you up at the airport and take you where you're going. <laughs> I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you in Boston, even if I'm moving and I can't get to Keto Fest, which it's only a couple of days. And I'm really hoping that I can do it. But I didn't want to get the hotel in advance. And then, you know, what am I going to do? But I can certainly go to the airport and pick you up and you tell me. Where <laughs> Maybe you'll come here. We used to own, my husband and I used to own a Lebanese restaurants in New York. So maybe oh. I could actually pick oh, you. Oh, we will come for a Lebanese feast. We're down with I was going to say maybe I can convince you to have your first meal in, in, in my house. We'll cook you a feast and then I'll take you wherever you're going. <laughs> so anyway, listen, I want to go back to your recipes. We're talking about food. It's a good segue. So my question is, and this is my personal question, and I think I've asked it on Facebook. <laughs> okay. I am 67 years old. I have not come into the new century very easily. And therefore... <laughs> And therefore, look at you, you've got your own podcast. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. This was a stretch. I'm, <laughs> I'm working up to the point where I want a hardcover cookbook. I'm running out of ink printing all of your recipes. <laughs> have you ever, th I mean, you have a really nice variety. Have you ever, th and I'm not talking an ebook that I got to print. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking, I go to the bookseller and I say, send me five copies, one and for, and four for my friends. Any any plans for that in we, the future? We don't have any plans for it. And I think we um, don't back ourselves sometimes. Yeah, I know. Um, we, 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 we kind of feel like, well, we're well, not good enough for that or something. I know. It's, 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 Australian it's, it's, it is a bit of, <laughs> yeah, it's an Australian thing. And I we, guess like part of our struggle is we both still work full time, so just maintaining everything that we're already doing keeps us pretty busy yeah. outside of our working. But time. we would love to do a hardcover cookbook. Yeah. Let's, let's put in the pipe dream. The <laughs> other the difficulty with something like a hardcover cookbook for us is we would write it for the Australian market, mm. and we use different. Um, measurements to you guys um ingredients and that's time. a battle that we have had with writing yeah. recipes and i'm assuming you kind of lead towards writing recipes is that um we need to think about both markets because we do have a big american following but we also are really starting to grow our australian mm. following as well and so we don't want to purely write recipes in the american language pounds and ounces and um cups because we use me like weight measurements right. for most of our things. Oh, I yeah. hadn't even thought of that. I know that you you're very good. Like when you put on the temperature, you put your temperature, and then you <laughs> we do you both. Like, and yeah. I remember yeah. there was one recipe, and I and I posted on Facebook, and I said, "And what would that be in American, please?" And <laughs> <laughs> so I end I. I understand it, but it's not something I thought about. And just, just, just as an aside, I told one of my girlfriends that I was interviewing, and she said, "Do you have a translator on hand?" And I said, "No." <laughs> I said, "I think we'll, well, I think we'll get along well." But I hadn't thought about a translator in terms of ounces and pounds and kilos, and you know that some of the ingredients that we think of, like for example, passata. 
I don't know if you know. I use Posada, yeah. Yes, but Pisada. it's not often. In Australia, yeah. that's like everywhere. Common. Everyone would, you know, every supermarket sells it. Everyone uses it. And then we use it in a recipe and people are kind of like, what, what is, is this? Where do we get it? We had no idea that you guys don't it. It's like it's not common. I had put a bolognese sauce on my website and my one of my ingredients is Posada. And then I had a link that linked to what is Posada? How do they make it? Where can you buy? Because I knew I would get the get the <laughs> same questions, but it's yeah. it's quite a delightful de- ingredient. Not quite yeah. tomato sauce, not quite crushed tomatoes. It's nice and smooth, something in between. All right, so you're off the hook with the... I'll just continue to print your recipes. We'll, we'll work on it. So let me ask you about your recipes. Do you try to recreate stuff that's not keto? Because people say, well, I miss mashed potatoes, and then you make cauliflower mash. Or do you also like look at ingredients and say, wow, these would go together? Or, wow, I bet you that would make a fabulous dish, a flavor profiles and i mean do you i mean there's a place for the cauliflower mash there really is there is a place for recreating but do you have a lot of it i read your recipes and it looks like a lot of it is you're just in the kitchen and say i have a bottle of passata i have some parmesan cheese i got some lamb what am i going to do with it so do you do that kind of creating as well and not just duplicating but actually creating well erica is the main well, she is the recipe creator. <laughs> Let's not. Um, um, but her struggle is she is a cook, like you said. We've got a bit of this and a bit of that. And so I need to rein her in a little bit in that how much did you put in that? So we kind of work together in that I sit on my computer, she has her ingredients, and she just shoots the things to me and I drop them down. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> It sounds like when my husband and I, I call him Mr. Granny Keto. So he does. So I say, Mr. Granny Keto, we need a recipe this week. So he does. He throws things together. And I'll say, well, come and tell me the ingredients. He said, well, onions. I said, you can't just say onions. How how much? Are they a small dice? Are they a large dice? Is it a quarter of a cup? Do you do this? You just, And then he said something to me the other day about salt and pepper. And I said, what? I mean, do you take a quarter of a tea? Because when you cook like that, it's so hard to translate it. I says, you have to understand when people are reading recipes, they want to know what you're doing. They want to they recreate what you did. So it's so funny, Dan, because it's the same and sort Dan of thing. And Dan is such a recipe follower. Like she'll follow a recipe down to the T, whereas I use a recipe as like a, guide. a general guideline. <laughs> I like the idea of this and, you know, I'll see. Okay. And then I add a bit of this, a bit of that. But, I mean, I guess when I'm thinking about recipes, sometimes it's based on ingredients that we have uh-huh. and, you know, oh, that, those two things might sound nice together. What could I make from that? Um, or I get inspiration from, like, I love reading food magazines and that kind of thing, not necessarily keto-related, but I might see a nice recipe and think, oh, I wonder if I could, you know, take out those few things, add in a few things. So, yeah, and I guess I have done things where I've keto-fied some of our favourite treats. Like in Australia we have a biscuit that's called a – it's a mint slice is what it's so called. So it's like a cookie. I cookie and biscuit, different like a, words. Yeah. Some people said, I don't know. But it's like a biscuit base on the bottom, a mint layer and then chocolate. Wow. And you so, recreated that? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I do that, but mo- more often than not, it's probably more like 
what you feel yeah it's yeah. like flavors that i like okay yeah other, other people like. <laughs> but i like perfect perfect that we yeah. eat well. <laughs> perfect segue i actually have my questions written down and it's like it's like with, <laughs> without even plans we're going from one to the other to the other to the other so <laughs> let me ask you you just did a month of macros you may still be doing it i lost the time frame but you went back to macros just to check on things and to see how was how things were doing so does this mean danny that you like macros and erica you do not it's the other way around at the moment oh no i don't i don't like them (laughs) okay well okay whereas then i I mean i guess where we're at now so i don't know if we mentioned at any point how much weight we've lost but please do about 95 between us we've lost about 95 Kilos. Which is rough. It's over 200 pounds. Yeah. Um, wow. Together, to- our wow. total amount of weight loss. Yeah. Um, Whereas, but Dan's kind of where she's happy where she is now, and I would still like to lose some more weight. That's right. been a bit of a struggle for me. So I've been calculating my macros and trying to stick to that with. Whereas Dan, she can. She's a bit more flexible because she can eat more, a lot more than I can. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, we aren't eating exactly the same anymore. So at the start, probably the first year to the first 18 months, mm-hmm. we pretty much ate the same food yeah. um, because Erica did most of the cooking mm-hmm. and we pretty much just ate very similar types of food. Mm-hmm. But now I am aware that I don't have a great deal of – I have fat left on my body, but I don't have a lot of it. And so I do need to probably eat more fat in my diet mm-hmm. than what Erica is doing. Um, and she is probably restricting her um, macros a little bit more than I am. So at the moment, Erica is tracking um, her macros and I'm not. But I'm still eating most of what Erica's eating and then just, just adding just add some... more things into her. So I might <laughs> add, we might add half an avocado to my lunch that Erica's not having on hers. Or like an um, extra egg or like Or some, some more cheese or, or that kind of thing. Another segue. I was going to <laughs> I was going to ask you, see to see how the minds are the same here. I was going to ask you if you sit down to the same meals and eat the same things. But but like you said, you might have the same thing, but you'll add an avocado and you know but Yeah, so the base is the base is the for same. For the main meal, yeah. we would eat the same. Dan's might just be a larger portion. For it, it sort of depends what we're doing because we've changed our fasting window and we've been doing kind of lunch and breakfast and lunch rather than we used to do kind of lunch and dinner so for breakfast we just get our own and we have very different things (laughs) normally and how did your carnivore challenge work out I followed you on that but I didn't for some reason I just got busy with the family and I didn't I didn't uh, watch the follow-through like the very end of it like how did that work out for you um it was interesting. A month was enough, though. Yeah, I don't know that okay, I that's could do the, it. That's the impression the I got, yeah. Because of the, Restriction. Just the variety. Like, yeah, I think just having a bit of variety. But it was amazing what it did for our sweet tooth, like I guess because we cut out all sweetness during that time. And then we'd never sort of been able to tolerate the 90% chocolate before. And we had some after we finished <laughs> that. And we were like, oh, my gosh. Like milk chocolate now. <laughs> so it's what some good things that came out of it were that we upgraded. We're all ninety percent now. Wow. Um, and then also we learn a lot about electrolytes because that was something 
that we struggled with on the carnivore versus eating normally. So I even noticed like I had joint like issue with my fingers, my knuckles and stuff. And apparently that when I Googled about it, it was related to electrolytes. So if anyone's thinking of doing carnivore, I think you really need to be aware of your electrolytes a lot more than just regular keto. And why, like what electrolyte is lacking in a, in a carnivore diet, did it seem? I don't know specifically because we were trying to have salt. So maybe it was more like potassium and magnesium. I'm, I'm not sure the specifics yeah, of it. Those are in a lot of fresh vegetables. Of yeah, Avocados are loaded. So if you have an avocado yeah. and a small salad, that's almost your potassium for the day. So if you haven't been yeah. having that. That's probably yeah. a lot of it. Well, the reason I asked about the macros is, Erica, we cook like you cook. The only time we take out a measuring cup is when we're doing a recipe for the site. Otherwise, it's just, you know, <laughs> throw in, throw it. My mother, God bless her, lived to 102 years old. To the end, she would take out a recipe card that you couldn't even read anymore for something that she had made. Oh, wow. for, I hope you have those. For 60 years. Have I, have some, I have some of them. Uh, that for 60 so cool. years, and she, it would be a cup of this and a half. I said, Ma, don't you know this recipe yet? She says, I know it, but I have to read it. So I... <laughs> So, but so I'm nothing like that. So I'm like, so that's where I have trouble with macros and, and I have a struggle with it. Like I make it to breakfast. I've had my four tablespoons of cream. And so I open up carb manager and I put in four tablespoons yeah. of cream. And then at lunch, I take a salad and a leftover chicken leg. And for dinner, I take, the, how do you, how do you measure this? I mean, mm. there's, there's a place for measuring. I mean, when you're learning or you have to rein things in or you love data or you can't explain what's going, I mean, there's a place yeah. for it, but I yeah. really find I it think... difficult. So when you said you cook that way, it's like, oh, I, <laughs> I wonder if it, she's a macro person. It's hard to be completely accurate with them yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I just always use it as a guide, I guess, yeah. because it's all approximations anyway, isn't it? So, um, yeah, and I guess one way of looking at it is generally I eat pretty similar things, like particularly during the week. Mm -hmm. I would have similar things for breakfast and like a, a main meal. And so I guess, yeah, that helps because you can kind of be like, just copy it over. You're not having to, you know, recreate the wheel every day. But I know what you mean. Sometimes I just have to guesstimate, like, how much lettuce did or whatever? How much chicken was that? I don't know, about 100 grams. Or exactly, exactly. <laughs> and even when I – sometimes I'll even do a salad and I'll and I'll get out my scale and I'll put on the lettuce and I'll put on the, and this <laughs> and this and I measure it and it is what it is. And I says, but that's like the salad I ate yesterday. So if I'm going to eat it again tomorrow, do I really have to – Weigh and yeah. measure and do that sort of thing. Um, so let me ask you a technical question because we're talking about macros and people are interested. Are you the total carb camp or are you the net carb camp? I would ask we're that probably you more leave net a carb on that iTunes comes down to get to the ball again, rolling. The Australian also, be US sure to like so my Facebook page, Granny Keto LLC, very and visit my website, GrannyKeto.com, oh, especially carbo, to sign up for Dancing with carb? Keto. I also have a YouTube channel with in informative videos that wow. you might find a little different from other out. channels. After all, have you ever seen a belly dancer so in costume teach you about keto? What the net carbs is. I mean, that only is obviously for packaged products. So 
for vegetables and stuff like that. You can, you know, that's standard. So listeners, this is an audio broadcast, but if you could see it, you would have just seen my jaw drop. So so it just shows you that you can lose weight on keto if you do net carbs. (laughs) We pretty much stick to about 20. We aim for 20 net carbs. Right. Um, What what I do is... Your total carb can? Well, what I do... uh Aha. This is this goes into that um, giving yourself enough rope, but not enough to yeah. hang yourself. I have yeah. a, I oh I hear myself talking in your computer there. Okay, I have a hybrid pro a hybrid way of doing this. So I have I do twenty. Okay, so I have the twenty and anything that's total like dairy and cheese and all of that goes in total. Mm-hmm. Then I have my net carbs and I'll figure my avocado and my lettuce and all of that. Yeah. And let's say that comes to eight net carbs. I'll add those eight net carbs and put them in the Two total types. carbs, and that'll be my carbs for the yeah. day. So uh, yeah. I really well, did that. I guess in saying that we do net. I would also preface that by saying we don't eat a lot of um, things like bars or crackers, you know, stuff that's not kind of real. Like most Most of of our carbs would come from dairy, nuts, and vegetables. vegetables. So I guess if you do net and go crazy with like Quest bars and all that type of stuff, that's where you can really perhaps blow it out. Would you agree? Yeah. Right. No, the I only... think that's okay if you're doing real food. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the way I work with my clients or anybody yeah. wants to know. So, you know, what do you do? The net mm. is absolutely only for fresh food, fresh whole food, and maybe nuts because nuts can be also, yeah. you know, also, but it has to be real food. I mean, something like, I don't know if you have in Australia, we have this Halo Top ice cream and it says, we you know, Halo we did. oh, I don't even know if it tastes good. To tell you the truth, I never even had it, but I it know that, not, it don't have it. that it says three net, three net cards. And then you look and it's like 27 <laughs> carbohydrates. So I'm anyway, yeah. I anyway tell people to stay, you know, to stay away from that. So when I say a hybrid program, it's not to game the system and get as much no. junk as you can. No, no, no. But yeah. I it's, just, it allows it's just so that you can have avocado without being like, well, there's my carbs. Exactly. Yeah. It allows some flexibility around your vegetables and people get, and that was the thing I think we missed with the carnival. Yeah. The good thing about the carnival was that we didn't track because we were just like, we'll just eat carnival, that's yeah. it. Um, but the vegetables have carbs in them, mm-hmm. but it's nice to have them. So that net carb allows that yeah. kind of flexibility a bit. Right. Do you count leafy greens at all? Some people like, I think on the diet doctor will say like just – you know, the leafy greens, like we're talking the lettuce yeah, and the spinach. I mean, I don't eat, like, you don't eat a lot of them. Anything, so, but I count them. Okay. All right. But I don't get stressed out, you know. Like, right. <laughs> you don't yeah. take one leaf I'm off. Like, oh, that's, that's get that out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just interested. I don't how... think anyone's put on weight eating <laughs> I'm just, in, I'm just interested how people do it because there's like a thousand ways to do keto. And when then somebody says, no, sure. if you don't count this and you do this, this, then you're not doing keto. Like, no, that's yeah. not the, that's not the way you do it. There's so Yeah. Many- and we're not big proponents of 
Everyone's got to work out what it's works got to be them. what works and for you, and it's got to be sustainable as well. Exactly. So if ten no ten total carbs, you just keep nose diving into you know a packet of chips or whatever, then that's not working for you. Maybe you need to try twenty total carbs. Right now, your family, Erica, where you've had such a startling weight loss, is anybody among your family or friends saying, "Tell us about this." You know, what are you doing? I mean, I'm sure they don't ask, what are you doing anymore? Because they know. They, <laughs> they know. They, they know, know where those weird they, ones that Exactly. <laughs> they know you're doing keto. But in terms of what are they, what are you doing? Are they interested I, in what to do? in my family have certainly been interested. But then it's generally the, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't not eat bread. Like, I can't give up bread. So I'm out. But we've probably had more influence on some of our friends. Um, so we've had like a work colleague of Dan's that's just um, kind of asked you about it because he saw you liked to post or something and um, he ended up losing an amazing amount of weight. And then we have another close friend of ours who had PCOS mm-hmm. um, and she sort of, uh, did she come about it from us? Yes. Yeah. And, now and diabetes. Pregnant. She had diabetes so, as well. Yeah, she wow. has type 2 diabetes and she lost an amazing amount of weight and now she's pregnant and it's just like that's like the epitome of the best story ever if that's the only one person i help i'm done and we've <laughs> told, yeah we've told them that they can name the baby dan or erica if they like. <laughs> how about danica <laughs> Danica is sort of a pretty name, <laughs> but but that's what that's what people say. If you have PCOS and you haven't been taking birth control because no way are you getting pregnant, they always say when you start keto, make sure you have your birth control. You know, even if you haven't taken it yeah. for years yeah. or whatever, don't don't start keto without it. If that's you know, if that's in your lifestyle. Uh, so anyway, wow, we didn't think we'd be talking this long in here. <laughs> <laughs> so anything, I think we covered just about everything, like how you got started and your travels and your trips and your philosophy on you know eating when in Rome, do as the Romans do, and, and all of that sort of stuff. Is there anything else that that you'd like to uh, end with and talk about? I neglected to say in advance, I would have loved a couple of quotes from you. If you don't have anything on the top of your head, would you email me a couple and I'll put them in the show notes? Yeah, yep. I don't have one on the top of my head. <laughs> Because, you know, and they don't necessarily have to be keto related, but I find Mm. that once keto is really not just your lifestyle, but sort of who you are, that it really, that you, keto is you, you are keto. All right. I mean, there's, there's, you go off and you do things and all, but really that it's, it's really become a part of you that even if you pick a quote that has nothing to do with staying on diets and keto it always mm-hmm. seems, you know, somebody can take something from it and say, yeah, wow, that's sure. real inspiration. So when you pick out your couple of quotes for me, it doesn't have to do with dieting and keto. If it does, fine. If not, just tell me, you know, a couple of things that inspire you. And I want to also invite our, our listeners to look at the show notes. I'm going to have all of the links. All you have to do is remember have butter will travel and that's gonna <laughs> and that's gonna get you everywhere like granny keto it's the name for everything i couldn't yeah. remember a second name if i you know when my pack 
And I shouldn't put this out. It's an awesome name. We love Granny. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and, and, but like you said, you didn't want to have keto in your title. Once in a while, I say, oh, maybe I should have called myself Granny Low Carb or Granny, you know, because it doesn't have the same ring, though. Well, that's it. It doesn't have the same ring. We would get worried that it could scare some some people away, the keto thing. Um, Right. Yeah. so, you know, everyone's like, I can't eat, not eat bread or potatoes or whatever. And it's exactly. Like, well, it's so, can. It's not that bad. So <laughs> I, I was very close to changing Granny Keto when I says, no, I'm already in with both feet. It's going to be Granny Keto. But I bet you any keto person would know have butterable travel is a keto I want to say a keto advisory site because you also have a whole drop down menu of low carb and stuff like that. And you're going to the low carb conference and it's not all keto and stuff like that. And that's what probably people who are shy with keto don't want to do it needs to know that it's just on a spectrum. It's, yes. it's exactly. just it doesn't a all have to be butter coffees and whatever. Like, exactly. You know, it's more the more important thing is cutting out the the bread and, and you know the, the sweets and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Our sure. big our biggest motto at Have Butter Will Travel, and this can be a quote if you like, <laughs> is you need to find what works for you. Yeah. I don't think we have to go further than that. It's going in the show notes. <laughs> it's going in the show notes. You have to find what works for you. Absolutely. And it sounds as though not only have you found what works for you, but you're open to finding other things that may work for you. You know, that's... And what yeah. may work today may not work in yeah. six months. That's another... Yeah. It's, it's yeah. about... Being open to flexibility for us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's really to be commended. And I, I find that I've been in the community a little more than two years now. And I'm finding not only do I weed out like the dogmatic things, I'm actually kicked out of those groups. So it's not even <laughs> it's not even that I have to worry that, oh, I don't like, you know, I don't like what they're saying. I'm not even allowed to be in these groups. <laughs> so so it's really good to hear like-minded to understand there's different ways to do it and the way you do it today is maybe not the way it's going to work next next month and everyone's come to it from a different perspective of their own what's happened to them up until this point or what medical conditions they might have exactly and when in rome exactly you know the gelato people (laughs) (laughs) just one (laughs) so anyway i want to wish you a lot of fun with your travels this summer and i'm really serious about boston if you don't have if you don't have a place to stay yet and we aren't living out of the back of a moving truck (laughs) i want to offer my place to you it's just you know and we're close we'll be close to when i see you know sometimes people will say oh i'm in new york and actually they're you know 300 miles away in buffalo when i say i'm in boston i'm really in boston so so, you know, you'll you'll get to see the sights. You can get on a train and get to Boston in like, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. So um, the We're offer very <laughs> so, so the offer is open. But in well, any case, I do expect to meet you while we're in Boston. Yeah. And if yeah. we if we either have not moved yet, like we're just 
like we're in limbo, albeit, albeit keto fest. And if we have moved and we're not, it's like not the weekends we're moving, then I'll be at keto fest. So I hope at the very least to see you there, but absolutely. I hope to also to see you in Boston. (laughs) So listen, enjoy your travels. And I love your website. I love your recipes. I, won't harass you about a hardcover cookbook because I understand, <laughs> I understand now. However, if it was in the Australian language, I would probably sit with a calculator and, you know, figure out. <laughs> I mean, you know, and Amazon opens up a world of ingredients yeah, to you. Really you know does. what I mean? So I would, I would still like to see one, but I can, I can forgive you. That, <laughs> that I'm just going to have to keep on. Yeah, I mean, it's so awesome what you're doing as well. And we love having somewhere where we can refer, you know, older right. people who are struggling with keto for right. advice. So you're, it's let's, amazing what you're sharing. Let's just <laughs> say we all love each other in this community. <laughs> All right. So anyway, listen, thank you so much. This has been beyond delightful. And thank you for this. And um, goodbye. Is there a special like, like an Auf Wiedersehen thing that you say in Australia? See you later. See ya. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave it at that. And I'll see you later. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> ask that you leave a review on iTunes to get the ball rolling. Also, be sure to like my Facebook page, Granny Keto LLC, and visit my website, grannyketo.com, especially to sign up for Dancing with Keto. I also have a YouTube channel with informative videos that you might find a little different from other channels. After all, have you ever seen a belly dancer in costume teach you about keto?